mentally yours from element of that. I focus on your mental health, you surely won't regret. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette and today I'm chatting to Geraldine Oxenham. She's a radiographer and hypnotherapist. We're going to be chatting about depression and what it's like to be working with patients over the past year. Yeah, so radiography is one of those uh, interesting professions that um, I think often gets forgotten about in the uh, grand NHS scheme. We are the people, most people have come across at some point. Uh, We do your x-rays, we do your MRI scans, your CT scans, your PET scans, your ultrasounds. Um, If you've broken a bone or if you need to have your insides looked at in some fashion, uh, we're the people that do it. And so what do you do on a typical day? So I work within a specialist uh, cancer hospital. So my work is obviously very focused that way. So I could be doing an MRI scan, a CT scan or a PET CT scan. And they're primarily to help patients who, uh, most of our patients are already aware they've got cancer or suspected of having cancer, unfortunately, to see how well they're responding to their treatment. And therefore, the, their team can decide how to modify their treatment accordingly going forward. So how's your daily work changed over the past year because of the pandemic? So it's interesting, we're quite a small specialist unit and with a, uh, not very much space to begin with. And we're all having to keep certain distance apart. We've gone from um, just wearing a uniform to now we're having to wear aprons and gloves for every patient and masks and visors or uh, eye protection. And a lot of that has to be changed between every single patient. So that's very involved. Um, we have to minimise the amount of staff in each area. So obviously that has implications. And we not only have to clean between every patient, we now have to deep clean. So that's had a real time pressure for us as well, because we're one of those areas where our workload hasn't decreased during the pandemic. People still, unfortunately, have got cancer, still need to have their treatment, still need to have their treatment reviewed. So our scanning numbers have very much stayed the same. But our amount of work we have to do in preparation and after each patient has has increased dramatically. Mm, Sounds really difficult. Um, how have the patients you've been seeing, um, have they been coping with the stress of COVID on top of their treatment? Um, it varies. It varies. On the whole, they're being very stoic. Um, that's the interesting thing, I think, about oncology, you know, cancer patients is, is how I'm always amazed at how brave they are, how much they just get on with it. Um, I think initially they were quite apprehensive and worried about being in the hospital setting. Um, at the start of it but now they're getting very misused to the procedures they're getting used to having to wear masks themselves they're seeing how much work we're putting in to ensure that the environment is safe and protected and clean as it can be um, and they seem to be more reassured now that they're all getting their vaccines many of them have done as of our staff so they do seem to be getting more comfortable with it but at the start I think there was some apprehension about being in the hospital setting and coming in for their scans. How did you felt feel yourself sort of still having to go in and, and work through the, the past year? Because that must have been fairly stressful on you as well. It was. And um, and I line manage uh, some of the, the more junior staff as well. And, and I, I could, you know, obviously, and I'm also this um, an union rep. So a lot of people come to me with a, with problems and issues and, and difficulties. Um, I'm, I'm well privy of that. Yeah, it, I think it was hard because a lot of the... Um, 
you know, everything was uncertain, everything was changing, we had some staff shielding. Um, yeah, the uncertainty, I think, for ourselves was, was difficult. And obviously, a lot of people had, um, you know, worries about their own family. I've got my parents are very elderly, live all the way over in Wales, a couple of hours away. So I haven't seen them for a very long time. Um, people worrying about their children, you know, schools closing, although people uh, in healthcare were able to get some access to school, uh, to school still. Um, still a very stressful time for a lot of us, you know, both in our personal lives and then having to go in and be, you know, um, support our patients as well as our colleagues as well and that's tricky and we can't even see ourselves smile and our usual friendly faces or give each other hugs when we're having a tough day all of that has had to be restricted and gone down and and we've even had to put things like the chocolates and the biscuits away so it's been it's been tough on many levels so yeah yeah it's I can see how there's sort of the small human touches like you say sort of like a reassuring Mm. smile or or a hug how if that's sort Mm. of from from the sort of work that you do that can really make a difference um have, have you been able to sort of do anything to kind of replace that or have you just, has everyone just had to kind of get on with things? We're doing um, what we can. We've been having um, online uh, training via Zoom. They've had various people come in, um, again, online uh, to help us with things like resilience training and how to sort of de-stress. And there's lots of um, applications and things they're encouraging us to use, you know, such as mindfulness applications um, I'm very fortunate in my in my, my, in my other role as a, as a hypnotherapist. I, I work a lot with stress and anxiety, ironically. So I've been using lots of those techniques as, as um, myself. So exercise as much as I can, um, doing meditation, which I find incredibly helpful. And even we've been very encouraging staff that uh, when we need five minutes, just to pop outside the door and get a moment of fresh air and take their mask off to, to support each other in that endeavour. And that's been really helpful just to check in with each other and say, look, do you just need five minutes to go outside? And sometimes we do. We just need to five minutes to go outside and breathe and and, and have that moment to go and get a cup of tea or something. And, and that can be very helpful in supporting each other in that environment. How would you say the pandemic has affected your mental health as a whole over the past year? It feels like to me like we've been through a massive roller coaster. But were there any yeah. sort of yeah bits that sort of stand out? So I think one of the things that we've all talked about um, at work is certainly it's affected a lot of our sleep. A lot of us are having very weird and wonderful dreams, which is, is a, a good example of us being quite stressed. And, and even though perhaps some of us don't feel very stressed or feel that we're coping well, we're certainly all having very wonderful dreams, um, not sleeping very well. Things like that have certainly been tight, turning up. And also um, I notice a lot of us are feeling much more tired in the day. And I think even um, silly things like, like because of the mask, we, we sometimes forget to, to hydrate as well as perhaps we normally would. So... So, yeah, we're definitely finding in small ways that it is showing up. Yeah, mine sort of says about that, yeah, you must, you know, drink enough water because that can affect your brain and stuff. It's interesting, small things like that. Yeah. I wonder sort of what it's been like for you um, having to kind of carry on and because in your role, I imagine there's a lot of, I don't know how to put this, but sort of really sort of being like a trying to be look on the bright side and, and sort of keep people going. Has that been particularly difficult um, over the past year and how have you um, how have you managed because because I think anyone sort of working in any field um, whether it's and where they've had to keep working that must have been hard but in particular if you're working with with cancer patients yeah I, I think I, I suppose the truth is that we've all had moments of being up and down and 
thankfully <laughs> it's been um not all members of the tech team have been up and down at the same time you know i think it is a very uh, group effort that's one thing that's wonderful about healthcare that we're very supportive each of each other and actually in a funny way the, the staff have been the patients have been very supportive of us we have our regulars as you can imagine we see some of them um you know every couple of months or you know, years and years some of them we know their names and we sort of know some of their um you know their backstory and so on and they've been really lovely and asking about us and and seeing them being all smiley and um and positive and encouraging um us and sort of saying oh you know and appreciative of our efforts has really made us feel good you know the fact that we are helping those patients and making a difference that we have got a purpose and and I think in a strangely as well we all also recognize that we're some of the lucky ones that we've been allowed out of the house a lot of our support staff such as our clerical staff are working from home and you know, their four walls are not getting out to see people as much as we are. We're actually getting to see human contact, have conversations and um, have that small sense of normality. Um, but yeah, we, it's a team effort supporting each other. I think that's that's the key thing. So you've got a really interesting sort of dual job, haven't you? I mean, it's fascinating. You're a um, radiographer by day. But I've also got you on because I wanted to talk about the hypnotherapy you do as well. Mm. And also your own sort of experiences in terms of your mental health. So before we go on to the hypnotherapy side of things, um, are you right telling us a little bit about your own sort of experiences um, in terms of mental illness? Yeah, um, it's funny, isn't it? Everything seems like a lifetime ago at the moment. Um, Yeah, I think it must have been getting on for about eight years ago. I uh, I got depression and in... Gosh, it must be my late 30s. I'm in my 40s now. And um, it just came out of the blue. I was working um, in, in a different hospital setting. I was uh, had a in charge of my own little scanner. Um, as now I, I work much more across different areas. Um, and, yeah, I started finding odd symptoms. You know, I, I wasn't sleeping very well. I was finding I had serious lack of energy. I was very teary lots of the time. I'd lost my real lust for life. I was someone who... Um, like a lot of people in healthcare we're very busy people and we like to be busy I'm someone who does a lot in the community and with various groups and you know if you need someone to volunteer for someone they normally come to me or um, and I just find that real like even seeing friends or going outside and socializing I'd really start to become very fearful and very apprehensive about that which is very out character for myself and I uh, got in touch with local um, the local healthcare actually and they sent me for assessment and I was able to access free counselling for a couple of weeks with that. And that helped massively. And, and, and that's when he sort of said, yeah, you, you think you've got moderate depression. Um, and being able to talk and being able to express that as well as having some uh, CBT support through them, that helped massively, helped massively. And it made me really appreciate actually that how it can happen to anyone Um that the science can creep up on you, even think you should know better. Um, and this is before I trained as a, as a hypnotherapist, um, or at least before I was working as a hypnotherapist, I might have started my initial training. But it, it just made me really aware how, how um, these things can pass you by and not become aware of it. And so all of a sudden, it's gone from a couple of symptoms or odd sort of things going on, and suddenly you've got you've got a real problem there. So it's made me really appreciate how good. Um, it is important to look after my mental health now and do all those things that make a difference for me. Yeah, that's really interesting what you said about it sort of creeping up on you, because I was going to ask, well, working in healthcare, did you, you know, did you find it easier to then get help? Were you sort of spotting the signs or was there an element of you that was, I don't know, 
maybe didn't recognize them because of that or, or yeah maybe you felt like you should be invincible or something I, I think it was a combination a because I hadn't experienced it before myself and also I think there's that um the unspoken culture that we just get on with it you know we get on with it we keep going um we give our all um and I think because of that I, I probably was tuning it out uh, a lot more um perhaps than perhaps other people would have been you know I was very much kind of like yeah well, just having a bad day or just a bad week or just a bad month and getting on with it and not really stopping and going actually what's going on here you know asking that question whereas if I'd seen it in someone else I'd very much have been like are you okay you know if that was a friend or a colleague um but not seeing it in myself you know that's like that nose in your face isn't it? it's just too close to see yeah yeah well I think it's so great that you're talking about it because I'm sure there's lots of other people working in the NHS who sort of have that similar thing and you know we have um politicians or whoever sort of talking about our NHS heroes and sort of everyone sort of saying clap for them and mm. and that's brilliant and obviously we do clap and we are you know we do think you're heroes but at the same time you know you're like I said it doesn't mean you're kind of invincible like you're still prone to illness yourself and especially sort of you must have been just really difficult I think right across the board um for people working in them in all the health services just over the past year just because of well in many different ways but like in your role the extra work that you're doing sort of in terms of keeping people safe and and also I imagine just the underlying anxiety of you know still being out and about and the fact that the pandemic's still there um but let's talk a bit more well actually before we move on to the hypnotherapy um so what helped you manage um, your depression in the end? You, you mentioned you have some CBT. What have you found sort of useful um, going forwards with it? Um, so I, I think it was very helpful with the CBT. What I learned was being able to question those thoughts. Like it was very easy to get into thought spirals, mm. um, you know, making assumptions about um, someone said this to me or um, this happened, therefore this must mean this. And then CBT really helps if you love to challenge that thought and actually almost do uh, you know, that, that what I call courtroom scenario um, and go, well, actually, what's the evidence that this is true and what's the evidence that this isn't true? Mm. That was really helpful that I could look back and reflect and go, actually, all right, what's it, what's, you know, is this something that I'm making grandiose um, links in, in my brain or is this actually some truth to it? Um, and often it could see that actually my brain was spiraling down a certain path or a certain way from from a thought or a, a feeling or sensation that wasn't necessarily true. That was incredibly helpful. But also having that space and confidence to go and speak to a counsellor was able to talk about those things every week that were um, affecting me, making, you know, f- have that space to say, I'm feeling this, um, this is going on in my head without any judgment or, you know, questioning or that was very incredibly helpful for sure. Mm. Um, but things have been all right over the, the past couple of years, which is great by the sounds of it. Um, is that right? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think we've all had the sort of stress, even if we've had, I don't know, the most, the greatest mental health sort of over the past year personally. But yeah, I think it's we've all still had the, the stress of what's been going on. Um, yeah. Let's talk about um, hypnotherapy. I'm going to start that again. Let's talk about the hypnotherapy side of things. Um, so, why did you decide to go into that field? It was uh, it was interesting. I had a two friends actually. Interestingly, that were hypnotherapists, um, friends of friends, and I was always very interested in that sort of side of it. You know, how can we get the brain um, 
on our side. And I suppose that's partly because of my own history in terms of, you know, the depression and the mental health. Um, but also because of my patients, because I was very interested in how um, knowledge isn't can't nece- isn't necessarily um, the be all and end all um, in terms of being able to help patients um, make their trans- transformations. So, for example, I'd have lots of patients come in um, who are absolutely terrified of needles and saying to them, Look, it's going to be OK, it's going to be over in a couple of seconds. You know, that rationale doesn't help them in that situation because they're in blind panic and fear. Also, in terms of, um, you know, saying to someone, you know, you should stop smoking. Well, people know it's bad for them. People know about their dietary choices and so on aren't the greatest in supporting their health. But they, for something, is about something happening as a barrier to them being able to act on it and make and follow through in that commitment to what they need to do to get um, to get better, to get better health overall. And and that's why I started um, looking into it and having interest in it. So I was studying it really and um that's yeah and that's what I continue to do for the years and that's when I started having that dual career so I now work a couple of days a week doing the, the radiography and then I do a couple of meetings a week doing the hypnotherapy and um one of the one of the two areas I've worked in and specialized in is that stress and anxiety because yeah obviously both because of my background um that it's that interest but also because it's you know having success with it and then you have more clients come that way and it's and it seems to be what a lot of my referrers end up as being so mm. have you managed to carry on that side of things through the pandemic yeah it's been interesting I've worked on zoom um for some time anyway a lot of my clients are across the world which which makes it fun and interesting um and so it was for me I was very fortunate I was already a little bit ahead of the game by chance and by luck not by planning um and that's continuous all of my clients had to go to zoom and because hypnotherapy is a process where you use the power of the voice to talk someone into a relaxed calm state there are other forms of hypnotherapy as well but the one I use in this situation with stress and anxiety is to get people into a calm state and then we can do um support their brain in offering up suggestions and ways of behaving better rewiring the brain if you will so that when they're in that situation where they feel stressed anxious whatever's going on they go to a different course of action than when they're currently running in their brain Uh, and that can work of course very well over the internet over zoom so what's like how long is a typical course um, if someone comes to you with like a particular problem or is it more of a sort of a maintenance thing in terms of, I mean, at the moment, I imagine loads of people, you know, struggling with um, anxiety and and all sorts of things. Um, and especially yeah, maybe at the moment in terms of kind of the social anxiety, now we're sort of starting to come out of lockdown, maybe anxiety around, of, um, you know, getting back out there and socialising. Yeah, certainly that's been a really common theme. Um, traditionally, I'd see someone for about four or five sessions and that, and that each session is just short of an hour. Um, and in that time, I'd expect to make to have what I'd call a breakthrough. So we'd be able to make that that shift. So, for example, that brilliant example you gave there, someone who's become increasingly social anxious over the course of the pandemic. Perhaps they've been working from home or they've been shielding or for many of the reasons they've been out very little. And now they're going to go back to the outer world. I would expect sort of four or five sessions. We can make that breakthrough. They'd have that um, confidence, that ability, that get up and go to get out again. And they may want to do further sessions down the line, um, you know, if they're having a difficult time of it or they want to do some further or deeper work. But for most clients, it, it's a very rapid process. And that's the beautiful thing about it, that we can achieve that change very quickly. And certainly something with like a phobia, you can do that in one, two, three sessions. It doesn't take long at all. Um, and some people can obviously have those phobias and those deep-rooted fears 
about being outside or, or other things like hospitals or needles. We're going to see a lot of, I'm sure. Um, I'm really getting queries about that because people are going to be having their vaccinations for the, for the corona. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So does it work all the time where you um, basically put people into a, um, is it like a trance-like state or a relaxed state anyway, and then sort of suggest things? Um, or basically what I'm getting at is um, do you have any, breathing exercises or any sort of helpful exercises in general that you could share with our listeners or is it more about sort of working with individuals yeah it's there's both actually so that I think that's really important so that with each session um I would do the hypnosis which is about 20-30 minutes that's me guiding them through a process into trance where we put those suggestions and programs and ideas into their brain but also what I love to do is teach people techniques and things that they can do to help themselves between sessions to deepen the work and further support them and um, breathing exercises are a great example of that uh, one of my favorite favorite ones and I use this at work a lot and um, when I need to is what I call five five seven breathing so this is where you breathe in for a count of five you hold your breath for a count of five and you breathe out for a count of seven and you can do that say 10 times or for roughly two minutes and that's really great from getting out of that flight and fight freeze mode, which we often feel our hearts are racing, we're sweating, we're going into panic, our thoughts are racing, to get us back into that state of control where we're more rational and able to bring, you know, feel calmer and more capable again. And that's a, just a brilliant one that I absolutely love. It's very simple to teach, very easy to do, very easy to remember. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I was having a go at it just, just then, actually. <laughs> and I was going to ask, um, do you often practice like the techniques on yourself? That's a favourite one. The other one I, I, I love to do is to create a, a happy scene, really. And for many people, there's a particular place that they have that is very special to them. Um, for me, there's a woodland. Uh, I grew up uh, in Wales. It's a beautiful woodland. It's um, full of stones and all these things I used to explore as a child. And it's uh, and it's a, and it very easy for me, scene for me to go to my brain. The fact that I can conjure it up. Um, and what's lovely about that is you can connect it onto that multi-sensory level. So you can think about you know, what can I see in that scene? What can I feel? Is it the warmth of the sun? Is it the wind blowing? Um, what can I hear? Is it birds? Is it the wind, etc.? Is it the leaves rustling? Perhaps what even can I smell? Is it the plants around me? And by imagining putting yourself in that scene for a few minutes, especially if you combine it perhaps beforehand with that 507 breathing, that can be a really lovely thing to do to take yourself off somewhere. You know, if you can't actually go outside, if you're stuck indoors, maybe you can go off to a quiet corner and just spend a few moments going to your, you know, some people might call it a happy place, a calm place. And we can link that in with hypnosis to make that stronger and more connected to you. But it's something people can do themselves as well to really establish that happy memory, a happy place in their brain as a, as a go-to when they need that little boost, that little reminder of a, of a happy memory, especially mm. there's people in it as well. I think that's a particularly nice one to do. That does sound really handy. Both of those mm. do sound really hang- handy. So thanks for those. Cause um, I was even, I don't, I don't suffer from anxiety with a capital A, but I mean, I was finding that I've, when I had my first vaccination, that I found it really sort of a lot more stressful than I was expecting. Just the, the process of getting on a train and going to the, the center and, yeah, I think some exercises like that are kind of handy to have in your back pockets to sort of think, well, you know, that's sort of handy. And also because I find that um, obviously you have to go everywhere with with masks. That can be a bit sort of hard in terms of it. Te- that seems to sort of make me more anxious, I think, because you can't sort of breathe as deeply as normal. But 
but anyway, it's good to have those, yeah, visualizations and breathing techniques to, to know about. Um, mm. I guess I'd like to wrap up by just sort of asking you, um, what your plans are for, um, for both sides of your work, um, for the, the coming year. Yeah. Uh, with the radiography is, is to carry on, um, carry on supporting my patients, carry on supporting my colleagues. Um, what I love is I'd love to see in our department, which they've been very, um, proactive about is to continue that, um, that very important work of how we can bring in well-being training and teaching to the staff and creating that space. Um, like we've had some plants put in our, in our staff room, little things like that can make such a difference to, to brighten the space and make it feel um, a calmer environment. So that I'd love to see and carry on supporting and be involved in. And obviously with my hypnotherapy to carry on helping clients in that area, really, that to be able to be able to cope with their anxieties, with their stresses, with their I work with mild to moderate depression as well, that these things, you know, are sent. Sometimes it feels to challenge us and to test us, but how we can cope with them and how we can overcome them and, and be able to empower ourselves to, to be able to deal with that and move ourselves forward. That, that, that's what I, I love the most, is seeing clients going off and be able to carry on the good work by themselves. So this is goodbye from mentally If you've been affected by any of the issues we've discussed today, you can give the Samaritans and Ring on 116123. If you like Mentally Yours, you can also find us on Twitter. We're at MentallyYRS. We also have a lovely Facebook group, which is just called Mentally Yours. And if you really liked us, you could do us a massive favour and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's much appreciated, uh, helps us, you know, continue doing what we're doing. So please do rate and review and check back in next week for more Mentally Yours. Mentally Yours.